0: Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one-stop for all All things things geek. All things geek.
1: Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. For those of you tuning in for the first time, my name is Aaron, the host with the most, and I will be your host tonight. I just made that very redundant, I'm sorry, uh we're gonna be discussing masters of the universe and i'm being very specific when i say masters of the universe so i don't want anybody getting upset even though you probably will just go ahead at me if you want that's fine template geek podcast we've been around since 2012 and we discuss and celebrate all fandoms and all things geek we got a special guest tonight. Due to everything going on in the world, we hadn't seen each other in almost two years now. Very good friend of mine. Actually, this is one of the people in L.A. that the moment that we like met, I felt like we became really good friends at that moment on. One of the most delightful people I've ever met in this city. Eric Barnes. Eric, how are you doing? Aaron, hello! That's the nicest intro I've ever had! (laughs) Thank you! Dude, you're one of the nicest people I've ever met, so I I have to give you the nice one. You notice, I didn't even ask you for your credits or anything, and your credits are very important. You've done some amazing things. This man is a comedian, a writer, actor, he's very talented, very tall drink of water, and seriously one of the nicest people, so... I just oh, wanted to make you. sure I put that forward instead of like doing
0: the whole Hollywood. Oh, How well, you been, you, thank man? You, man? Just like everyone else, just trying my best through everything. It's been a little rough, but you know, uh, things are for now opening back up. Right. So, you know, going to possibly do some shows, do, doing a bunch of writing, and just trying to stay alive, man, like everybody else. Just doing all that. Last time you and I spoke, though, uh, a lot has happened in your life. Yes. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, let's put a timeline on this. Like, the last time you spoke to, last time we spoke to each other face to face, uh, I was dressed as Sabretooth, which at that time somebody had incorrectly said I was dressed as Giant Gonzalez. We won't go into who that is. We'll just Uh let you guys, we'll let you guys look that up.
0: But, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Some things are best left for Google
1: yes you guys have to look that up look up giant gonzalez and everything you need to know will come to fruition at that point point. and at that point uh i i was just recently engaged um and from that point i'm now a husband and now i'm expecting my first child so it's it's been a lot you know <laughs> those those yeah. are my major those are my major accomplishments in like the last two years so you know, and yeah, that was the last time we we actually spoke face to face. Like you know, we we talk online and stuff, but yeah, it's, it's yeah that that time, man. Like,
0: oh, it it just gets faster and faster the older you get. That's the way it is. Yeah. Uh, so yeah.
1: um, and and now let let l- l- before we get into the topic, I, I want to just like share something, and and this is this the first time we met face to face. Uh. We were doing your podcast, the Rage and Joy podcast, and we were talking about, um, like, you were talking to different people. As a matter of fact, when I went back and listened to that podcast episode, you were talking to people from different religions and what they do around Christmas, people who aren't Christian. And I was the Buddhist portion of that show. And another one of our comedy friends, I had no idea that he was on the podcast until I listened to it the playback. Eddie Firth. (laughs) Yeah. Love Eddie. Le- oh my god, Eddie's great. And um, Eddie he does the uh the uh roast of uh he he did c- celebrity roast, right?
0: Uh celebrity What's roast you- is, I believe uh, historical roast. Historical roast, was,
1: that's what it's called. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, on Netflix uh within like a couple years back or so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he was on that episode and he he said something that is is also the same for me. Uh, he brought up how he goes to WrestleMania, another callback to giant Gonzalez, by the way, he taught, he, he mm-hmm. goes to wrestle. He tries to go to WrestleMania every year because WrestleMania is the same age that he is. And that's the same for me. WrestleMania is this every year. WrestleMania happens. That's how old I am that year. So uh, that was just like a funny thing from that. But when we met, we did the podcast at your house. And this is going to tie into the topic. Uh, because I, I feel very passionate about this this topic that we're talking about, uh, I walked into your house and it's like basically a museum of action figures.
0: Yeah, I I do. <laughs> I have uh, what um, professionals call a problem, and <laughs> it, yeah, it's yeah. I have a bunch of I I I just like toys. I just like action figures, a lot of wrestling stuff, and a lot, especially. And that love of toys stems from the topic that that we're discussing today. Yes, yeah, a great deal.
1: So we're we're talking about masters of the universe now. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go first, and I'm gonna ask you because I because I think I know how because it's probably the same way that I did too. But how did you get into the masters of
0: the universe? I it honestly I was into it before. Memories were a thing, uh-huh. for me. Like I don't, I don't know how. It, yeah. it just always kind of was because right. I was around. I want to say like three, maybe. Uh, or again, this is this is all fuzzy memories. One of the first toys that I can remember playing were was you know He-Man and Skeletor and all those, you know, just big muscle twos, And you know, I was three, so I would just smash them against each other and right. then watch the watch the TV show and not really understand what was going on. There. So yeah, it was, um, that was my thing. And it was in syndication at the time. Like it was out for probably a year, year and a half. Yeah. Uh, like it wasn't new, but it wasn't old either. It was during that particular era. And yeah, I just loved, I just loved all the characters and all the toys and, and my parents and they were affordable for my parents. So, oh yeah, so- that's where it came from that's where it stemmed from and now now i have uh it amongst all my other action figure stuff i have a ton of the same ones that i've had since that time some that i've found again through ebay modern versions to kind of like pair them up and i currently uh have an animation cell from the original series of battle Cat. oh no yeah, so you're you're talking to you're talking to a real one, so to speak. Right.
1: So yeah. check this. So so similar similar to you because we're around the same age. Uh, I yeah. I honestly don't remember getting into. I don't remember asking for a He-Man action figure. It was just there, you yeah. know. And I had He-Man and Skeletor. Uh, I had the the Purple Panther that Skeletor used to ride. Um, oh yeah. I had uh, Castle Grace. I had the Castle Grayskull playset. That um, parents do this, and and I swear I will not be this parent. Uh, parents, stop throwing away your kids' toys when you feel like they've grown up old enough to. Because that Castle Grayskull playset is worth so much.
0: It is. <laughs> oh God, I used to have one too, and I just don't know where it went. And now, yeah. I'm just... It's insane. It's, yeah, it's, insane it's worth. How much it's
1: insane are. how much that thing is worth right now. So, parents, please. I understand you might be frustrated with this, and you have no use to it. But things have value, and
0: oh, that. Uh, fun, fun. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Cut no, you no, off no, no, no.
1: You're fine. You're fine. You're fine.
0: All right. So, a friend of mine, uh, and he recently got a sorceress figure in box and the box was you know the box wasn't 100 like there was sun damage on the back and all that type thing and even with sun damage on the back that thing was worth three hundred dollars plus yeah instantly like he was told he was told that that's minimum 300 probably more
1: probably probably more yeah
0: yeah and that's and that's not even with all due respect to the sorceress that's not even a big, you know, bombastic not, character in the not line. Not
1: really. Like, when you go and when you watch those old episodes of He-Man, first of all, you have to have a lot of patience to watch all of those, because we're all <laughs> kind of used to modern technology and stuff, and going back is like a we're, slowdown, really. Well, it well, really we're, we're is. also,
0: yeah, and we're also not five. There, right, so <laughs>
1: right. It's like... Which is weird. And, and I want to get into this a little bit later because the target audience of, of Masters of the Universe are men in their mid to late 30s and up. Yeah. like yeah. that's that's the real target. Those are the people who are excited about Masters of the Universe. Those are the people who are talking about it, you know, and unfortunately, it's also the reason why a lot of the reboots didn't survive because. You know, when you get older, you have less time for things like that, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll put them in blocks of time that, you know, won't get a lot of ratings or whatever. And, you know, even though, you know, we still buying toys because, like, you, you I, I too, I'm, I'm going to quote you, I too have a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and I love that my wife is super patient with me that I have, like, action figures and stuff around and how she thinks it's kind of cool. But, like, and, and, and now I'm like thinking to myself, what do I do when I'm, I'm having a boy? What do I do when my son arrives? And like I'm like I'm gonna have to get him his own toys because he can't play with mine. But yeah, exactly.
0: but yeah put, like put, I, put them on higher shelves. Yeah, I
1: got to get higher <laughs> shelves now because it's like you know. I got a lot of Gundam models and stuff, so I can't like have those just out playing oh, around. Yeah. No, he got to oh. he got to get his own. You got to get your own. If you
0: if you breathe incorrectly, you could break a Gundam model, dude. So dude, <laughs> like we have we,
1: we had those earthquakes, and I'm just like, ugh, you know. So, mm-hmm. like, but Masters of the Universe, I think that was one of like it. it, it it's like second wave collectors edition stuff because prior to that, you had. Uh, um, GI Joe like the original like 60s GI Joes and then uh Masters of the Universe came through and there's a wild documentary about uh Masters of the Universe the action figures uh because the cartoon itself was and you 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 know this the cartoon itself is just basically a commercial to get you to buy toys oh yeah yeah
0: a lot of the a lot of the oh. cartoons that from the Back 80s in the day yeah yeah were, yeah
1: it was like Them look, especially. Yeah, yeah. Cause it was specifically, yo, we need something that's gonna promote this. There's this new thing called Saturday morning cartoons. Let's put it on, get these kids to buy these toys, because back in the day they were like five bucks, you know, to get it. Now we're at conventions and stuff emptying our wallets out for for friggin' orco, you know? Uh,
0: <laughs> uh so, Orko.
1: But yeah, so like I, I just always had them in the house. And then like my sisters, uh, they had She Like we they, they had She castle and they had She horse with hair on it and stuff, and, and and I was that was I had to explain to my sisters. I'm like, look, he man is not She boyfriend. They are twins. That is not cool yeah, that y'all it's... having them hang out like that. That's this is <laughs> way before That's... Game of Thrones at this point. So
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh God. That's a crossover right there. Oh, yeah, dude, right? Adam and Adora are secretly uh, Targaryen. I mean, they (laughs) both have blonde hair.
1: They both have super blonde hair. Yep, it works. There's there's a lot of intrigue in that because uh, Skeletor, in some circles, is He-Man's uncle.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's right. So,
1: like Skeletor's uncle, there's kings and queens, there's like castles and swords and stuff. That's wow. I I never saw that parallel till I just made that joke a second ago.
0: But yeah, oh. we might
1: have something there. We got to write we something. We, uh,
0: we, we we might have. It all something depends now. on. It all depends on who owns the IPs. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh,
1: that that's always. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Yeah. Like I I have a friend who worked at DreamWorks who worked on she And she and He-Man, though created by the same people, are not owned by the same people. You know, the rights of nope. which have transferred all around. That's so, so please don't expect a He-Man and she uh crossover at this point in time. It may happen in the future, but now,
0: no. Yeah, unless some form of, you know, similar Sony and Marvel agreement. Right. Comes. Yeah, it's going to... They're going to remain separated uh, just because, I don't know who, I guess it's Netflix outright owns He-Man, yeah, I would Yeah, Netflix presume. owns
1: He-Man, and uh, yeah. Dreamworks, DreamWorks owns She-Wor-
0: She-Ra. Yeah. yeah, even though they have a partnership with Netflix. Or right. Until the series concluded. Yeah, uh, but uh, should we get into it?
1: Let's, let's get into it. So, Masters of the right. Universe Revelation, that just premiered um very recently from the time that we're recording this and you know five episodes for the first season they're probably going to show the second part have they have they put out a release date for the second part
0: yet uh not to my knowledge they haven't revealed that yet
1: okay so that's
0: that's the next revelation i guess
1: right yeah yeah it's and it was revelation singular too not 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 plural (laughs) but okay
0: um so Oh no, it is it is revelations. I was just making a joke that the next revelation is when the No no part no
1: comes seriously out. it's it's revelation oh. singular. I checked.
0: Oh, oh. yeah. Well, never mind then.
1: Yeah, I I like I had I wrote an article on it and my editor got back and was like, We gotta change all these revelations to singular. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> I blame but, Kevin Smith because he always puts the S at the very end and in Yeah.
1: Now <laughs> yeah, let, let let's just get into to let, let let's start. By talking about revelations on a storyline standpoint, because mm-hmm. um, I liked it, I like I liked the series. I, it, it was not without its problems, but I I thoroughly enjoyed those five episodes of television. You know, um, how did you find the series? How did you like it?
0: I really enjoyed it. I have There's some nitpicky problems that I have. Yeah, that are. Well, that could be. This is this is the problem when you have a series that has a part one, part two. Is because every single complaint that I have could be possibly exactly yeah. in the second in the next half. part. So, uh, if you disagree with what I am saying, six months from now, three months from now, or however long it takes when the second part comes on. Uh, I probably changed my mind also, but uh, there was I the the issues I have were kind of glaring. But at the same time, I was all wrapped up in kind of the nostalgia of it and yeah the beautiful imagination behind it and the risks that it took. That honestly, I still loved it. I still liked it. But I was like, eh, but you know, we're both writers. We're both creators in our own uh. art, So we always so we oh that. There lies kind of, kind of the problem with, quote unquote, the discourse, is that so many of us are involved in story making, like we're all involved in sausage making. Yeah, that we kind of, our palates are such that we we can point out distinct spices, whereas other people are like, so is it a good sausage or a bad sausage? Who right. cares about this type of yeah. thing? Yeah, so. Um. Uh, t- but, you know, that's the blanket thing. This is a good sausage. I would have changed a couple spices, but go on, eat away, because my my problems with it don't matter. <laughs> right, right.
1: And, like, I, w- I was thinking that I was um, – I-, I relate this to an interview that I listened to this morning. Um, two of my favorite producers, two of my favorite musicians, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, did a radio interview this morning hour-long interview it's it's freaking fascinating uh and they just released their debut album uh kind of weird that jimmy jam and terry lewis have been in the game for like 40 years and have just now released an album of their own uh but they brought in a bunch of people that they produced over the years and stuff to sing on a couple tracks and they were like this is the first time that we actually got a chance to listen to music And not be producers. We just had to listen to it and enjoy it as it is. And I'm like, wow, I should I should really start doing that because like years of being a writer and like years of watching movies and stuff. And then I I get into this industry. A lot of times I look at things and I'll pick it apart. I'll see how I would have done it, you know, and that's no real way to enjoy things. Uh, So I, I stopped doing one thing that helped me enjoy a lot of things a lot better. And I stopped watching trailers. Uh, I I just stopped
0: incredibly helpful. It's, it's, it's
1: very helpful to do this. I stopped watching trailers because it it helped me stop writing a story in my head that I didn't have any right to do because whatever story they're going to present to me has already been written. So I can't write another, I can't, Expect somebody to take what's in my head and put it into their story to tell to me,
0: right? Um, but, and but it, at the same time, after you watch after you watch the thing, you can you oh know, yeah yeah yeah
1: after every, the fact
0: every, every, yeah. everyone everyone's an armchair quarterback after that
1: yeah a- after the fact yeah I'm 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 thinking of my own ideas and what I could bring to the table and all that stuff. However, like you know, even though I have problems with Kevin Smith as a writer. um, you know, I, he still has a right to tell his story. And uh, when I found out that he's not the only writer on this show, that made me feel a lot better. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. You
0: know? Oh, I, mean, I, I love I, I love his enthusiasm and big ideas, but I was yes. very glad that he had a team to kind of help mold and shape those, right. those big ideas and for those who, down.
1: For those who don't know, Kevin Smith was a writer and director who gained a lot of prominence in the 90s. I'm not taking anything away from his success or anything like that. However, a lot of his films do not age well. At all.
0: Uh, uh no. They were very much of their time.
1: Of their time. Mallrats stands to test of time. Mallrats is friggin' hilarious.
0: Mallrats does. Uh, I would say Dogma does. Dog-
1: Mallrats and Dogma. Mallrats and yeah. Dogma are are the chasing two that's
0: not so much uh, new no. So no
1: no 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 no, 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 no. no, no, no. chasing amy no it, you 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 can't no no that that movie would no. not get made today
0: uh and, and to and to well and to smith's credit he's sort of like yeah i'm proud of that movie for what it was at the time but it doesn't apply to anything now, right obviously Especially and like, since and he's the, like, I'm I'm a straight Catholic kid. What the fuck am I talking about lesbianism for?
1: Right. He, and <laughs> and then like his comic book writing, he's written on uh Green Arrow, he's written Black Cat. Uh his comic book writing is atrocious. I will just I'll say
0: it. Like, oh uh, I I would say uh his Daredevil was okay. His Green Arrow stuff was good. Was his it Black Cat? Not so much. His I, I like his Green Arrow stuff. His black cat
1: was awful because there was just word balloons everywhere. I'm like, I can't see the art. I can't enjoy this for what it is. How do you have Terry Dodson, who 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 is one of the best drawers of women in comics ever? Because he, he he straddles that line. Terry Dotson, straddles that line of just kind of offensive, but still practical when it comes to women's costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it but you got word balloons from Kevin Smith who just has to just drop an expository dump over everything. I'm just like, okay, I can't enjoy this comic like this. I just can't.
0: Uh, well, he was, uh, yeah, um at his uh for lack of better term defense. That's sort of what he was known for, so he yeah. just rolled with it. Uh, um, but I agree that his comic book stuff has been hit hit or miss with me, but I've really, but in terms of hits, I really enjoyed his green arrow stuff.
1: I think it's because I read them out of order, which makes me judge it. So ah, I read, I read more current stuff and then went back. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's what my mistake was. And, and, I'll, and I'll take that. But I am glad that he got, you know, a team of writers in there. And that first episode of masters of the universe revelation, they did something Super bold, because yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of He Man. I I listen to the. I, he, here's here's how big of a fan of He Man I am. Not only have I have I collected the action figures, uh, I also I listen to the He Man theme song at least twice a week. I also listen to the song "I Have the Power" from the Power of the Sword special at least three times a week.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. I know the entire song. <laughs> that's, that's, hey, man! So in the first
0: episode, they kill He-Man. Yeah, like not just but- not in the first episode. The first episode and the last episode. and the last episode <laughs> they kill him twice
1: in the same yeah. series. And I'm yeah. like, that's a bold
0: move. <laughs> this is a very bold move very bold a... and i applaud it i the the thing i uh i think it may be time to i'm i'm not uh, i don't mean to hope i'm not gonna try the host oh no show no no like
1: no let's get <laughs> but, let's get into it i know where we're going okay. we're getting straight into it
0: i will i will say i will say this i uh i view masters of the universe revelation the same way as i view knives out okay Knives Out, and this is a credit to you for not watching trailers. Knives Out promoted itself as a whodunit, as mm. that type of mystery. But if you watch the movie, it's not a whodunit, it's a howdunit. Right. And some people felt disappointed that, including myself, I'm like, oh man, it's been forever since I saw an actual whodunit mystery. I really liked *Knives Out* and I loved what I saw, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I wish it was a *Who Done It*. But I liked it for what it was, so it's good. That's the way I view *Revelations*. It was advertised just by the visuals because of everything that was being presented. Even though you and I both know, well, He Man's not in the title,
1: and right. we both know that.
0: And you and I both know. Well, the voice actor for He-Man isn't that big of a name compared Exa- to compared to, to everybody Sarah else, Michelle
1: and Lena yeah. Headey and Mark Hamill, and
0: yeah, yeah. So, but this is what I'm talking about: is that we're we're picking apart ingredients, whereas right. the general audience just sees the finished product, or at least the presentation of it, and they saw and thought, "Oh, I get to see my He-Man show." Right. Again. And while I do fault Netflix for doing that, and for one reason only, which is, are these people going to come back to watch part two because we, because they feel like Lucy pulling the football as we're about to kick it? Hmm. Uh, that's that's the only critique that I have regarding the whole lack of He Man thing. Because the story I did that was presented was yeah. was great, and you being disappointed at. The amount of He-Man in the series does not mean this Tila story sucks. Exactly, That's not the case at all.
1: Exactly, because one, like um, there was there was a line in the in the last in, in episode five. Um, but before I, before I get to that, but like it the the story itself again uh, in the eighties and in the early two thousands we had He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. This one said, Masters of the Universe, Revelation. So at, so at this point, I'm like, oh, okay, this might be something different because He-Man is not in the title. He's explicitly not in the title. Also, He-Man's voice actor is nowhere near the top of the billing on IMDb. So that, that was something that I saw, and I was like, oh, okay. We're going to see something else. And if you look at the episode descriptions on Netflix, they say Tila's doing this, Tila's doing this, Tila's doing this. I'm like, oh, okay. Then they kill He-Man in the first episode. And I'm like, oh, all right. Let's see what they go with this. And now I, I think I got what they're going to do for the second part. And I hate myself for writing the story beforehand, but it, it, they kind of kind of give it to us. Um, I think it was um, King Grayskull. Who I, I love that they show the past champions of Grey Skull, right? too, because that was the there's, best. There's so much lore in He Man that's written on the back of these toy boxes and stuff. So much. And I think. They
0: even brought in Wonder Bread He Man. They brought
1: in Wonder Bread He Man. They had Hero. <laughs> they had. Um, they, they, they had, a, they had. A, I'm like, wow, Wonder Bread He-Man is here. What the fuck? They had Barbarian He-Man in there and all that stuff. And I'm just calling him Barbarian He-Man because off the top of my head, I can't think of all their names. But King Grayskull,
0: right.
1: uh, he said, he was like, look, Adam, there were champions before you. There will be champions after you. When he's deciding if he's going to go back to the land of the living, which, first of all, if I'm in paradise, look, y'all got this. Y'all take care of it down there. Uh, that's just me. I, I, that,
0: I have a counter to that eventually, but go, but continue. But
1: what I'm thinking, what they might do with part two, now that we're in full spoiler territory here too. So if you haven't, take the time to go watch the show. Come back. We're at the 30 minute mark in this podcast, but um, uh, <laughs> I think they're setting up for Tila to be the first woman champion of Eternia.
0: Uh. Not since, true.
1: Since they can't because,
0: get she Well, not true because if you remember, one of the past champions was a woman that didn't speak English.
1: Uh, oh, the, I thought that was a past sorceress.
0: It could be both. It she could, was never you know what? They, just it,
1: they never it, said. So. You're right. You're right. You're right. But you're right.
0: Uh, I, that, I, I would say that, yeah, they're building up to that, but... Two things. One, uh, they're building up to it so much that I think we're going to get swerved. Oh yeah. Uh, somehow, uh, that's one and two. I think it's kind of. I think that would be the lazy choice, personally. If uh, they went,
1: yeah. There. But it would. Just it the- would. And it would also. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it would also. No, no, be- go for it. It would also kinda nullify she from the entire equation because She also has a sword of power.
0: Right, right. Like I, they
1: would there were two swords.
0: <laughs> yeah. There were two swords, but now they've you know, said no no no, now it's a sword that was split in half. And right. that works too. I uh the the reason I, I say it's probably lazy is because, you know, we see Tila throughout the first five episodes. And even in, if you, uh, if you recall in the original series, she doesn't seem to just want to be the top champion. She just wants to be a good warrior and she kind of does her own thing. Yeah. So I would love it. And it would probably fit her character a bit better if she's offered to become the champion or becomes the champion at some point and then disavows it afterward. And it's like, no, nah, I'm going to go back to being a, uh, a mercenary tomb raider, right? Because that suits me better.
1: And you know what uh, they haven't said. You know they've never shown. And correct me if I'm wrong. They've never shown how anyone is chosen to become champion either.
0: Not really. No, like I, uh, I,
1: I, I understand that they're all kind of related in some way. Like they're all descendants of each other, from from King Grayskull all the way down. Mm-hmm. But uh, they haven't really shown how the choosing of the champion is shown. Like,
0: yeah, I I, I can recall because I to pump up for this, I've watched certain milestone episodes of the original series. Mm-hmm. And to my recollection, the sorcerers is like it just says, and in the 2000, even in the 2002 reboot, the sorcerers just says, "Look, it's you. Take this sword. and right. Say these words. Yeah, and that's it." That's it. They, they don't put in qual- qualifiers. It's a Captain um,
1: Britain type of thing. They just say, hey, look, yeah. pick, pick up this sword. It's on you.
0: It's all you. Yeah, definitely. I, um, but yeah, I, I, I can definitely see it going either way with, but I, I think the, and they are building up towards the whole Tila becomes the new attorney, a champion. Yeah. But it kind of. It kind of just feel and forgive me because this is not coming from a place of like what about the men type right. thing, but nah, yeah, yeah. It sort of it, it it feels like no, you're kind of forcing the issue here with uh because the thing I I'm you you mentioned it at the beginning. This uh the main audience for masters yeah. are people are are men around our age and women too. I know a lot of girl He-Man yes. fans, but but when you look at the show, you kind of ask yourself. Oh yeah, okay, I do too. We,
1: they're probably the same people. We've...
0: Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> when you when you're watching the show, you kind of ask yourself, okay, who is this for? Right. Uh, that's that's one of my main critiques because if it's for nostalgic He-Man fans, we got that in episode one, but from then on out, it's kind of in a genius way in my opinion but if you're trying to cater to that particular audience you're not aiming for that if you're aiming for a new audience which is what they're trying to they're trying to have both and I think they failed sort of because if they're yeah. aiming for a newer audience uh, they didn't explain that the sorceress is, is Tila's mother they, they it requires way too much Backlogged right. information. If you're trying to, to just... get a
1: new audience in, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And if it's like, well, if this, uh, and I know that Smith and everyone's like, well, families can all watch this. Well, can they? Uh, mm, because, not really. Well, no, because if you if you're told, and in the advertising, it's like, hey, Masters of the Universe is is back. You can watch it with, you know, new viewers and young viewers can enjoy it too. People come in with an expectation, and, you know, the old He-Man show was okay for five-year-olds because the most violence you'd see is He-Man punches a boulder in a break. Right. Or he picks up Beast Man and throws him into a pool of water. You got people being stabbed. Yeah, you yeah. have bloodletting.
1: He-Man gets so, shanked from behind in the last episode.
0: So. Yeah, so while obviously this is you know compared to other cartoons this is still rather i i would say it's pg like 11 plus yeah uh it's not really you know if i were if i were a dad <laughs> and probably with your little kid i don't know uh i don't know if i would have my 4 year old watch their hero get Oh, oh, absolutely not. No
1: stabbed, No, know?
0: no, no. So, so it's like, okay, so you're, tri- so who is this, so again, it's kind of a, again, these are all nitpicks, but it's that, that, that was my thing going in, it's like, okay, who's this for? And, um, and I think that's probably the biggest flaw of anything regarding this. But otherwise, I was personally entertained because I'm not bothered by that. Tila. It's the only character from the original show that had had problems, really. Uh, At least problems outside of single-serving episodes.
1: Yeah, and like the thing with with how they presented it, it was definitely presented to old-school He-Man Masters of the Universe fans because they even start out the episodes with box art from the uh yeah. from the toys and stuff like these toys I'm, I'm everybody listening to this look up masters of the universe action figure uh box art this was some of the most extravagant art you would see on a box of toys you would literally love holding up the box because it was just like some of the most magnificent art ever
0: uh if i think a lot of some og if there were some OG paintings of this, I would. Yo, I right. The money I would hang them on my wall.
1: That one Jeez. where uh Skeletor is sitting on a throne and like Inn is just like sprawled up on the floor and stuff. I'm like, where was that? Like, oh my, like, <laughs> like that is a I mean, masterpiece. That, like, what is going on?
0: Love, uh, love, gotta love that old school art style. That's yeah. Wonderful. Like yeah. so, they, they
1: and then they went into it like just assuming that we're not gonna explain who everyone is. You guys should know this by now, so we're just gonna go full speed ahead. So like it's it's not to introduce children to it because you, you remember in the '90s when we were watching we were watching cartoons, and we even even in '90s comics, like. Uh, a villain i'm fabian cortez my mutant power is i can absorb this energy and transport it to another and amplify their powers this is how people would introduce themselves
0: yeah you know like or 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 previously on x-men
1: right i I was just watching that (laughs) i was just watching uh x-men animated series before we started recording
0: perfect Uh, perfect
1: like uh all gene gray does is scream scott and i'm just every time someone says oh gene uh-uh. oh she is she's one of the most powerful mutants ever i'm like okay watch the cartoon
0: <laughs> listen Jean- it, 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 well all gene gray yells is scott and all wolverine yells is gene or so morph th- or more Yeah, yeah yeah and he
1: uh, <laughs> everything he everything he does he just threatens everybody with his claws He'll punch somebody in the stomach next time I'll do it with these. And I'm like, what the hell like leave people alone.
0: but <laughs> yeah. Now if it, now if it was X-Men Revelations, Wolverine would just stab them. It's fine. absolutely
1: absolutely. <laughs> and I I want to see something bold for we got we off on a tangent, but that's no that's okay. I want to see an X-Men series without Wolverine in it. Be brave Good Marvel look. be brave Good. Marvel. You Good can luck. do it. You can introduce the X Men without introducing Wolverine. It's- I
0: oh I here's the thing. I would like to see that. Would it ever happen? I, absolutely I, not. It's I, no, absolutely
1: not. Absolutely, Wolverine is the first X Man getting cast.
0: Everyone yeah. knows this. Yeah, Everyone knows the, this. That's the first question. Oh, new X Men series, great. Who's playing Who's Wolverine?
1: Wolverine.
0: Yeah.
1: Hugh Jackman for movies too, and you, and you have, and if you're an actor vying for the part of Wolverine, you have to fight Hugh Jackman to the death, um, in order to get the part. <laughs> that's actually in his contract. Anybody else who he has killed so many men, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> he is, He's the best at. He's the best at, at what he does, and what he does isn't very nice. It's Hugh
1: like Jackman. it's like Hugh Jackman has played Wolverine just as long as Vin Diesel has played Dom Toretto. They are not letting those parts go.
0: I got to cling to it. You would think that he would let go after Logan, because he literally died, but...
1: Oh, no, no, no. Well, Wolverine doesn't die. Wolverine doesn't die. He even brought a younger version of himself, DH, so that way, if they made a sequel to that, they would follow that. So, like, Oh,
0: crap, you're right, yeah. They're
1: not gonna stop. Like... Uh. Hugh Jackman will play that role until he he's going to be buried in his X Men jacket.
0: I mean, with good I, on him, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine I, with I don't blame it. him.
1: I'm 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 fine with Hugh Jackman because he he plays a good Wolverine. I, you know, he's oh, yeah. too he's too tall for the part because I'm a purist, but like, you know, he he's he's good. Yeah. Um, but he now, now let's let's talk let's talk about movies. Now we we I I before we get back into the He Man uh Master of the Universe revelations. Yes yes. Uh, I, I'm I'm mad I didn't bring this up a little bit earlier. But also how I got into He Man I don't know how it got there I have no idea. But uh, one of my older cousins always had a poster a movie poster of Masters of the Universe starring Dolph Lundgren. Oh wow and. I, I bought that was one of the first DVDs I ever bought. This was back when DVD cases had the cardboard cover. Oh, yeah. And here's some trivia from that that is Courtney Cox's first movie.
0: Oh, yeah. I know that much. <laughs> I, I love that movie. I. It's not a good movie. It's not good it's at not all. Good
1: it's so bad, no. but it is so good at the same time. I, I
0: love. It. Yes, I, I still love it, regardless. It's, I know, yes. And I, it, I know, Gildor is awful. Uh, keep in mind, I like Orko. He-Man okay? he so he is this.
1: packing an assault rifle in this movie. He-Man yeah. he man has a sword and an assault rifle. Well,
0: and, it's a laser assault rifle.
1: And, like, Dolph Lundgren is fresh off of Rocky Four, just... Baby oil to the point where The Rock saw that as a kid and was like, "That's gonna be me in movies one day, just slathered yeah, in yeah. baby oil." But it, and 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 poor Frank Langella, oh my goodness, he he as Skeletor was just earned that paycheck, man. Tour
0: de force that,
1: that <laughs>
0: from like, Frank Langella.
1: Oh my goodness, that. That movie was you guys have to watch that movie if you haven't already. It's on Amazon Prime. Please watch that movie. It well, there's is
0: also uh and you can find this on YouTube. I think there's actually a Netflix thing about the making of the Masters of the Universe yes, movie.
1: Yes. Yes, there's an entire and documentary how... on that on Netflix.
0: And how Frank Langella took the role very seriously because he wanted uh-huh. his four-year-old boy to love what he did. Yep, I'm like oh, that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard.
1: Is it there's like certain movie roles that the actors take it super serious because of their children, and one of the most the most like heartwarming ones was the final performance of Raul Julia. Yes, uh, Raul Julia took the part of M Bison in Street Fighter. Just because his kids loved the game and wanted him to take the part, Raul Julia was on his deathbed performing his heart out in this movie. His cape had more charisma than everyone else on that set.
0: He's the only thing worth watching. Two things, him and the one Zangief joke. And you know the one I'm talking about.
1: Quick, change the channel! (laughs)
0: Yes, that's the one. That's that's the only thing entertaining in that whole fiasco. Oh uh, but watching Raul Julia just chew all the scenery, like grinding it with his teeth. I'm
1: like I Lord. I loved that movie. So I went to see that movie. That was my present for my tenth birthday. Um, mm. and I I got to go see that movie when it came out. And I was like, wow, this movie rocks. And then when I was like 14, 15, 16, when I could like, I was right becoming into my own as like starting to write and stuff. I was like, wow, this movie
0: is awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, 10 years old and under, you're, you don't know what a bad movie is. Not at all.
1: You're you happy you're, to be yeah.
0: there. I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase. You don't think there can be bad movies. Nope. Because they're movies. They're yeah. there in front of you. It's got to be good.
1: And going so, to the movies was an experience. That was like,
0: oh, yeah. Yes. I yeah.
1: We're getting up to go to the movies? Now I'm an adult. I can go to the movies anytime I want. But like, yeah. as a kid, it was like, all right, cool. we going to the movies. Somebody did something awesome. We get to go to the movies.
0: And on top of that, um, movies are much more accessible now than they have been. Yeah. Uh, back when we were growing up. I mean... Uh, you know, we're gonna age ourselves, but VHS tapes weren't like uh-huh. twenty bucks.
1: Yeah, back and in the then day. and they also came out way later. You'd have to you if yes. you didn't see if you didn't see a movie the, the the when it when it was in its theatrical run, it'd be upwards of a year, a year and a half before home video releases came out.
0: Exactly. Like, yeah,
1: it'd be forever, and it's like everybody's talking about it and stuff at school, and you're like, man, I didn't see it. And and you you don't get to see it until like maybe like a sequel's already out you know and like they weren't building universes like they are now like if yeah. you didn't so once you got that franchise. home release yeah fran- What's a no,
0: franchise
1: franchise no we're gonna make all the money we can now and maybe we can make a part two to this
0: yeah yeah sequels used to be gambles yeah uh, they they were and instead of uh, just assumed it was this was at a time in which you could get like probably it was averaging probably around four years between a part one and a part two yep something like that if not longer and then now it's just like every now it's like
1: yeah they plan them out every year they sometimes they film it all at once and like and sometimes back back when we were growing up The sequel would be a completely different genre. The best example of this that I can think of off the top of my head, I have two: uh, Terminator and Aliens. Alien and the first Alien and the first Terminator movie were both horror movies. People don't people don't get that when they think about Terminator, especially. Uh, And then the second movies were action.
0: Well, that yeah, that's that's what happens when James Cameron, you know wants to <laughs> wants to produce the sequel right that's usually yeah that was him for both uh, for both of those because I, like the first them, right? like, the
1: first yeah. the first uh because like when you when you look at the first terminator which a lot of people skip uh like the first terminator and the second one sarah connor in, in terminator the first one she's just a hapless waiter who's just like you know final girl in it in the movie and in Terminator two, yep. she's like super Jack doing pull ups with one arm in an insane asylum and stuff, you know. Yeah, and
0: the pa- and the pacing is much different too. Yeah, and the uh,
1: Terminator's not the villain in this one.
0: Yeah, well, a no, different type of Terminator,
1: a Terminator. Yeah,
0: a Terminator. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a good point, definitely.
1: So, like now, uh, now it's like everything is so planned out to be. Okay, we this is going to be part one. This is going to be part two. And since Netflix doesn't really release their numbers like that, we don't know if this was a success or not.
0: We don't know, and well, the other thing too is is that I, I see a lot of pundits pointing at the Rotten Tomatoes. uh-huh and you can't even judge that either. Nope. Uh, in terms of the audience score, because of the toxic fan base, exactly, just spam, spamming negativity before it was even. Before it even aired and that's just that's not fair to to the and that's the thing that's frustrating is i'm i'm in a position and i'm sure you are too in which you're like yeah this is good it has problems that i but it's good and you have the issue of either if you think that there are things that are not good you're with the toxic neckbeards or Mm -hmm. if you think everything but if you think everything is great that's False too so it's it's kind of hard to find to be like no new nuance exists everybody
1: nuance nuance exists every (laughs) nuance is my favorite word it exists everywhere just because i like something doesn't mean that it's perfect and all good no there are things that i don't like about things that i absolutely love you know i will watch the movie street fighter and i will watch uh turtles 3 (laughs) <laughs> yep. I'll even watch Turtles yeah. too. You know? Oh yeah. But it those is. those have big problems within them, but they don't they're not big enough to the fact that I'm just going to hate them because it's not yeah. exactly what I want it, you know?
0: But rest assured, in my opinion, this this Netflix um Masters of the universe is not in the so bad it's good category by any no. means. It's just a, like, I I don't. Do you really want to get into it? If, let's get into. Cool.
1: It. Let's let's do it.
0: All right, all right. What um what do you? Uh, what are what are some of your issues with it? If you have any, a couple of mine. Aside my, from what we discussed,
1: what basically that was pretty much it. What we discussed, and also just like, I I I. I Again, I don't watch trailers, but the way that the trailers were when I finally did watch them, I was like, wow, they make this look like the most kick-ass in this He-Man thing ever. And yeah. I kind of want to watch that show too. But, <laughs> you know, but yeah. we, we got what we and, got. That's awesome. But yeah. can I get a little bit of that too? Because He-Man is is he's doing the things we've wanted him to do since the 80s.
0: Now, we've been told... Like Kevin Smith said on his podcast that there will be more key man in the later half, including a giant fight against Skeletor. So hold him to that. Right. Yes. Uh, absolutely. But but in terms of the story that we've been presented, I got I got I got notes. I All got right. Notes so far, note number one: uh, too much character death.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: If this if it were longer than five episodes, I'd say it's fine. It's it, you know, to space them all out. But here comes spoilers. First of all, Mossman. I when Mossman got killed within seconds of debuting on the new show, I laughed my ass off.
1: I, I that was I, that that was hilarious to me.
0: I and and I know that the what they intended was probably trying to be like, okay, he's our first sacrifice to let people know this ain't your daddy's masters of the universe. We have stakes now. But, but the fact that it happened so damn quickly, it just, it was hilarious. And I got emotional and it, the, everything that was done with, Orko's sacrifice and Dude. Roboto's sacrifice was amazing. But it was too close together.
1: Yeah, like, Orko has always been, like, to me, the heart of the series. Like, people complain about Orco yeah. and say that he sucks and stuff. I'm like, no, Orko is there to, like, give some levity to all the, like, the action and shit going on. Like, or- Orko he's had not, a purpose.
0: Yeah, he's not, like, Scrappy-Doo. He's not no. an annoying pestering presence all the time yeah like but, yeah
1: oracle had a purpose and so when he yeah. sacrificed himself i'm like oh wow that, that was a part I, that was my emotional down point with that and yeah and it was like i'm like wow they're just gonna kill everybody off uh, and then build from the bottom or what's 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 going on because that's not a good way to restart a story it's, it's like it, it kind of reminded me of the Transformers movie in '86.
0: I knew you were going to reference that.
1: <laughs> I, I I tried not to. I tried not to, but I had to <laughs> because like it's it, hard.
0: It's hard. It's
1: hard not to because they're so tied together and stuff. This is the same generation yeah. of cartoon, and like right. for for those of you who haven't seen the '86 Transformers movie, a far superior Transformers movie to. Uh, what we got with michael bay yeah, that's, but that's
0: not nostalgia talking by the way that's, that's not nostalgia
1: that's just, that is that is so just not
0: empirical truth. i'm not i'm
1: not i'm not even on a nostalgia horse at all right now mm-hmm. stack those two movies together and you will find one of them is truly superior to all of them uh they kill yes. optimus prime in like the first what 10 15 minutes of the movie
0: they not only kill Optimus Prime; they killed virtually every single G one Transformer. Every
1: G one Transformer you got to touch was still playing <coughs> before everybody died. You mm-hmm. know, like they, like every G one Starscream died. Megatron got got a makeover. Yep. Orson Welles showed oh, up.
0: I, I, Orson Welles showed up. <laughs> I, I think I I there was there was uh. I'm trying to think of which G1 members survived, and the only one I can think of is Grimlock.
1: Grimlock. Yeah, the Dinobots. The That's kind of it. was Dino- all the
0: Dinobots or just Grimlock?
1: It was all of them. All the Dinobots stayed oh, okay. alive.
0: Oh, good. That makes me happy. Uh, but tying it back to uh, Motu... Those two deaths were very great on their own in a vacuum, but if you're watching it like most people are through binging, it just yeah. felt way too close together. And it kind of undercut. One undercut the other. And both of them especially undercut the biggest death, which is the death of Adam right, in episode five, to the point at which it's like, okay, out of five episodes, in three of them, main characters, well, if you don't count, Mo- if you count man it's four. But uh-huh. It's, out of five episodes, three main characters are, at least, in this perceived version of Motu, perma Right. Exactly. And, and you're, and you're supposed to feel a feeling, and it can get to the point of, okay, this is just getting ridiculous now. Uh, and you're not, the emotional impact can be there if it was spaced out better but when it's back to back to back like that it just is it just gets to ah, ah, ah. Oh they did it again.
1: Also they point. could not have telegraphed Prince Adam dying worse. Like because yeah. if if he, he 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 raises the sword and he doesn't immediately transform. I'm like it is such the most delayed transformation ever.
0: And well, yeah, they already telegraphed it by flat out saying, hey, if you leave,
1: you can't come back.
0: You can't come back. So it's like, oh, okay, something definitely is going to happen. It's just a question of when.
1: Right. And like and and he goes out, he picks up the sword, does all that. He doesn't transform immediately. And then Skeletor does the one thing that I've been wanting every anime protagonist to do was take him out while he's powering up. (laughs) don't give him a chance to transform just take him out now
0: and that's one of the positive things about having someone like Kevin Smith at the helm is because he's a fanboy like us Yes, he knows the tropes and he tries to bend them or at least subvert them in a certain way and that's, that's where it gets genius to a point but I think that there are certain aspects that uh and we we already just we already talked about him both the pluses and the minuses, but that that's one thing that I'll, I'll say this is that the one thing that this no one has said that this cartoon is boring, which is nope. the biggest sin any form of entertainment can can be. So it's that, not boring it's at success. all. You will yeah. keep your
1: eyes on this the entire time.
0: If um, the other story nitpicky thing i have aside from tila just needing to kind of get over it <laughs> to a certain yeah. extent is i think the you have to start with very high stakes obviously but i think the stakes are way too high for any of we see you know the monomyth stuff of hero's refusal first refusal to the call of adventure we've uh, all of you listening to this know what i'm talking about because you've seen star wars and etc so you know this but the problem is when it's when it's hey if you don't do this the universe dies everything is gone and your comeback for and there were way too many heroes that are established as heroes. They aren't weakened. Like it's not like Tila had a broken arm or something worth something worth losing, I should say. Right. Um and her refusal, her first refusal was no fuck you. You lied to me. You live in the universe. Yeah. You're gonna yeah, this is self-preservation here. Yeah.
1: Like you and you so, kinda have to it's it's not like oh the planet dies and I can just fly to yeah. another planet. No, universe, Every, everything, everything is gone. yeah.
0: And then it, and it happens again when they go to Man at Arms because he's smart enough to put you know the two pieces of the sword together, and he goes no because that would be betraying my king, and I need to follow. There's no universe gone, which means yeah. there's no kingdom. It doesn't matter. I'm there's like, a so, hierarchy to this. Yeah,
1: there that's that's a higher grade of 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 weed in the dispensary at that point. You yes, got to
0: Yes. You got
1: to go up.
0: Hey, like, and, and I and I don't know how life and death, after life after death is supposed to work for Eternians. But one can argue that pre-eternia is also a part of the universe right so why aren't all the other champions helping out why this, doesn't adam, yeah. why is this a conflict for adam at all because he's just like no if there's a nothing then there's there's no point to it so i i guess the overall point i'm trying to get at is by making the stakes so high to the point that refusal seems dumb it undercuts any any and all refusal, and it just makes the heroes either stupid or assholes to not to not do that uh, to not answer the call to adventure,
1: especially when so, they've been doing it for so many years it's like oh now you yeah, wanna yeah, now you wanna do. not do it what the hell for like, like
0: for like how many is it like six hundred episodes right nonsense I'm
1: like yeah uh, I've been doing this for this long and now it's like nah yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, and that and, and that's uh, and I think and and I can only for, and I can forgive it, but that that was the thing that irked me. The other thing is is and this goes into the problem of you had to have been a fan previously in order to understand this, because if you weren't, Tila is just so unlikable at the yeah. Like, we can we can understand, uh, like. You and I can both understand her being like, for six hundred episodes, you didn't tell me this shit.
1: Right. You can under- that
0: makes sense because it seems like a long ass time right. to keep such a secret. That
1: un- that makes sense to people who know the the whole lore of it. Not even all of it, but just like the, most of the lore from like the old cartoon and like the the older series. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But to somebody just jumping into this, they're like, "Wow, this chick sucks."
0: Yeah. Wow. And and that's and my uh, my friend Nat he you know he is a he was a casual MoTu fan like he he's a couple years younger than I am okay so it kind of passed him by like he knows of it and all that he's watched cartoons as a kid but wasn't a giant fan of it and recently got back into the series like got into the series and really likes it but that was the, his main sticking point was. Man, what what's up with her? Right, Why, she's so like it's because it's so weird to be to see everyone crying over the sacrificial death of a hero, and seeing some random lady being like, "No, he lied. Fuck him." That's so. That seems so. Uh, if that happened at a funeral, uh, yeah, you you would you would think. Man, what's her problem? Like, why? I mean, yeah, like
1: why is she yeah, even I come know. if she felt like this? What the hell? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, she's allowed to feel hurt. It's obvious, you know, because yeah. we all know the story. But if we are just casually at a funeral and in the midst of everyone mourning, to especially in front of the parents mourning the death of their son, right? <laughs> she goes, "Man, fuck y'all." Uh, what? hell is that about so and like if she's that mad i'm sorry go ahead
1: but like if she's that mad about he-man lying to her she's gonna be real upset when she finds out that the sorceress has been lying to her her entire life she's gonna be really pissed at that
0: and she still doesn't know she still doesn't know that that's her mom she still doesn't yeah because oh god and that's the thing too is uh that's the probably going to be the biggest revelation is uh, we've been wondering for nearly 40 years now. Why was all this kept from her?
1: Yeah. Like we're
0: never, we even in the OG series, they never go into why. Yeah. Tila's quest. She, Tila's quest. She actually does discover that the sorceress is her mother. And then the sorceress, wipes Wipes her her memory yeah yeah and no no reason Uh, other than just it's not time for her to know Uh, or she must not know and there's no it's never explained to the audience ever we don't even know uh it's it's still a debate whether or not man-at-arms is her biological father or not i she's told she's adopted but It's who's uh, to say.
1: Yeah, so that, that I think they're gonna they're gonna they, they may put that into the next part. Is it a two parter or is it a three parter? Do, do, like, I wanna say it's to just to my
0: knowledge Yeah, to my knowledge they said it was only ten episodes, which means okay. it's probably just gonna be two. So because. Powerhouse animations fucking expensive, and yeah. guess what? It's worth every penny. Worth though. every
1: penny because the it, it, the art is beautiful in this show. Like, oh if, my
0: god, it's if glorious. You,
1: if you watch it on mute, like it is some of the most gorgeous art in cartoons ever. And and this is coming from somebody who's watched cartoons his entire life, and I've seen the evolution of an- animation uh, uh, across across at least a hundred years of cartoons.
0: The fight scenes are amazing. Yes, as well. so good. Well, so, well well, I was going to say well choreographed. I know, right?
1: <laughs> I, I almost. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> this is how much movies uh, we watch. Everyone we call things choreography, and
0: we call we call drawings choreographed. Yes, uh... <laughs> not animated. God.
1: Even though we both have animator friends, we right. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's how good it is. Yeah, think really of it. It's is. like, oh, it's going at the same rate right. and speed as actual people, and it's and the way hey. that it's uh, directed. Yes. Is, is well t- is so. It
1: very well so might good. be choreographed though, because uh, well, not not this one in particular, but some cartoons are because they do use uh, motion capture for animation nowadays as well.
0: Oh well, well that's been a thing T-Man- since the '30s. Well, yeah, the original He Man had
1: rotoscope. Yeah, that was rotoscope. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Rotoscope. Wow. I know. God, we're. God. Oh, my neck is hurting from the whiplash of that throwback.
1: Right. That was. uh, For those who don't know what rotoscope
0: is, (laughs) YouTube it.
1: Yeah. Go. Yeah. I I don't want to take the mystery away from you, but. Go ahead. One of the best cartoon movies is uh, free on the uh, public domain. Watch the OG Gulliver's Travel.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. was
1: that was m- all rotoscope except for the Lilliputians.
0: Yeah, there's um, yeah, and a lot of early, early, early Disney animation was yeah to that too.
1: Uh huh. Whenever they had like yeah. real people interact with like Mickey Mouse and stuff.
0: Yeah. Well. Uh. also... Also, some of the actions of Snow White and yep. uh, were,
1: yeah, those older movies were filmed
0: first. Yeah, God. Oh, oh my goodness, we're going all over the place. Sorry. We are,
1: we we are, we are, but we, we're having a great time. But we, we got to land this plane a little bit. So, yeah. um, let, w- instead of say, talking about predictions for the next part, so I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Who is your favorite Masters of the Universe character? And who was your favorite Eternia champion?
0: Ooh. Yeah. Oh, oh, you cut me. Okay, I'm I'm looking at my figures to see which one do I have more of. Uh, so... Uh, God. Okay, I'm going to cheat. Go ahead. That's okay. No problem. My favorite villain is Beastman. Hi. because because he is uh i i'm i like beasts you know just creatures monsters in general and he is large and orange and hairy like i am <laughs> uh, and my favorite my favorite uh master of the universe which is what they called the in the 2000s all the good guys were called the masters uh it's a tie between Man-at-Arms and Stratos. Because, oh, there was no Stratos. Ooh, they better bring Stratos next.
1: There wasn't there no Stratos. Time. You're right.
0: Oh, they need to bring Stratos and Buzz off. They really need to. Mm. Um, but uh, but I liked Man-at-Arms because of all the armor stuff and his connection to the lore. I, I kind of like... I, I'm a sucker for Commissioner Gordon types.
1: <laughs> That's okay. Sort
0: of where he falls, falls into play. My favorite champion. Ooh. Uh, based on what I'm seeing in the current cartoon, it's got to be Grayskull, right?
1: Yeah, it's got to be. It's like, be. I'm gonna go in reverse because Grace King Grayskull was my favorite champion even before like this version of him in this cartoon. Because I'm one of those, I'll go to like the wiki and just go Ah. all the way back and just go down a rabbit hole and stuff. And King Grayskull just had... I I was like, wow, there's a King Grayskull. I'm like, what the hell's up with Castle Grayskull? I'm like, whoa, whoa, there's a King Grayskull? Who is that? Oh my goodness, he was the first champion. I go to and this big barbarian dude with long ass rock and roll hair and stuff. And then the extra bonus, when I saw Masters of the Universe Revelation, they made King Grayskull black. I was like... Get the fuck yes, we doing this, and he had Hell the dreads. Yeah. He had the dreads, and I got dreads, and I'm like, yeah, I might have to cosplay that. I, I might have to do oh, that. Oh, oh.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, was uh, like,
1: I might have might, to there, do that.
0: There's not a might about it. I'm going to demand that you do. Yeah, because I know you could. You can. Pull I, it off. I
1: I could pull, pull that can. off like no other. I'm like, oh Hell my yeah. goodness. Uh, but my favorite character from Masters of the Universe. Uh, and, and this is gonna sound cheap, but I, I I very genuinely feel this way. It was Skeletor and that Alan Oppenheimer Skeletor, like, nah! oh, yeah. the the yeah, the, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you boob, <laughs> you know. He, <laughs> I don't know. That, he,
0: did he call anyone a boob? No, no. I was shouldn't. so
1: mad. I was so mad. He because <laughs> Skeletor, his biggest insult, he would call people a boob. And, and I was like, "Wow!" And I'm like, "That's that was an insult in the '80s." <laughs> like calling yeah. King Randor, "Pick up, you boob." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, God, I, I'm just remembering the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. And oh, I am
1: not nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he hates. He hates the concept of being kind.
1: <laughs> ha- ne- Skeletor, that was his human side. He's sitting there just nice as hell with these two little kids who got stuck in space, and he is demanding that he carry the puppy. They're like, I'll carry him. Like, no, I'll, I'll take him.
0: It's, it's fine. <laughs> I can do it.
1: <laughs> like, I'll it, stop that,
0: licking my face. Oh. Right?
1: That voice, it was just perfect. And just how he would just run and just everything that he said. He was the most cattiest villain ever. Like, oh, yeah. it, it almost made up for the whole 80s gay villains trope that we had. Like, almost, that,
0: yeah,
1: almost, almost. Because that, 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 I gotta do an entire episode about that bullshit. Because, like, every villain in like 80s and 90s cartoons was just like this heavily gay overtone and i was like
0: wow that's I, I i highly suggest to you and your listeners if you haven't already listen to a comedian named james james adomian,
1: adomian? yeah
0: yeah he I... uh, on low-hanging fruit he yes. breaks down all of all the of
1: them. uh you may also yeah. know james adomian as the voice from bane from the harley queen co- co- cartoon. yes just yes. for context that's, that's so good so good God. We we have, we have so many friends in that
0: cartoon. Yeah, we do. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> we have
1: so many friends in that. Like Ron Funches is King Shark. <laughs> yeah.
0: God, man. Oh, we need. To, I got good friends, to, y'all. We need so. to <laughs> use. Yeah. 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 We got to use our friends yeah, more like, in order to get us work. Honestly, <laughs>
1: Honestly, yeah. I, You know what? And, and that's, that's one of the things that makes you and I like two of the most genuine people in this town. I do not bother my friends who are on TV no. for, for gigs. No. I do not place. do that.
0: Well, because you and I both know that everyone else is bothering them. (laughs) Yeah, everybody
1: else is bothering. Look, man, like, I I can, I can, and I don't like name dropping at all, and I'll just name drop one of my really good friends. I have Danny Fernandez's phone phone number in my phone right now. I have a direct line to her, and I will not bother her for work at all.
0: I don't bother her for anything. Hell no. Uh (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) She's she's got enough going on. She she's got to, she's and she's got a, she has her own career to deal. She has with. her own career
1: to, to deal to, with. She doesn't have yeah, to manage yeah. mine, you know. No, fuck but no. but I'm like to
0: manage mine either.
1: Yeah, but like so when we say we're gonna abuse our friendships, we're not. Don't don't no, worry. No,
0: no. Like no, no, no. Uh, it was said in jest. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Our, our our time is gonna come, and we really need to sit down and write our own Masters of the Universe yeah. fandom
0: um <laughs> well speaking of time needing to come uh to a conclusion yes I, I, um I, I probably should end this <laughs>
1: no i know right no sorry <laughs> no 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 we had it we had a good ass time uh i want to thank you for being on the show again uh it was really good catching up with you and talking about uh our action figures. all we did was talk about action figures and movies so
0: oh god and, well it's why, that's that's how we became friends for i time. know right like I, and i i uh, had
1: a i had a great time doing so i, I want to have you again on the show uh we're, we're going to talk about actually everybody the next time i have eric on the show we're going to talk about the ninja turtles uh
0: Ooh,
1: yeah because you. because that's thank something you. both of us I, I consider both of us ninja turtle historians
0: and Oddly, yeah Oddly <laughs> enough, I did. I did Danny Fernandez and yes. White podcast about Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I was They
1: had called me to be on there with you, and I wasn't available. <laughs> oh
0: no, I did not know that. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, not awesome that you couldn't be there. But I know, that's awesome.
1: I or I, I men, we w- yeah, we would have we would have met like an entire month earlier. Like if if that were to, were to go down, but like yeah, I would I was. I think I, I had a show when they were recording that, but uh, but right yeah, on. but yeah, this has been a great episode. I, I, I really do enjoy that you came on. Uh, we will have you back in the future. We're going to talk everything Ninja Turtles. Uh, we can go off on several tangents on that and keep it on Ninja Turtles. Strangely enough, but uh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got anything that you want to plug, or you want to tell us where we can find you?
0: Uh, I got a. Uh, I got a couple things. First, uh, just uh, follow me on Twitter at Eric W. Barnes uh, because that's the main thing to remember. Uh, because that's where I post all my bullshit nonsense, and some of that bullshit nonsense includes wrestling, pro wrestling uh, out here in Southern California. Yes, uh, we try to do. We're we're back, baby. Our yeah. next show is actually tomorrow. Uh, our first show back in sixteen months, but. We'll see how it lasts. You can – so follow me at Eric W. Barnes to see when the next show will be, if you live in the Los Angeles area, if you live anywhere. Uh, I have been writing more stuff on cracked.com. At least I'm going to be. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so you can read some funny articles and pop culture stuff there, including uh, one that I submitted today about – the time when a uh, rubble cop got into professional wrestling so oh my god yes all right. Be on the look for that <laughs> <laughs> we'll have that, to talk about that maybe that just uh, brought back
1: a lot of memories it was just a weird monday night man
0: <laughs> it was it, oh it was odd oh it was odd um but yeah just uh once again twitter at eric w barnes and uh, Aaron thank you so much for having me on this was a hell of a good time and thank it was wonderful catching up with you.
1: Thank you Eric and we'll uh, have you back soon. That's been this week's episode of Temple of Geek uh, find us on all social medias using the handle of Temple of Geek all of my socials will be in the uh, show notes as well. Uh, all of mine are completely different. I need to get on brand and just make everything just Aaron Powell but I haven't I'm lazy <laughs> thank you guys for coming in <laughs>